Bozeman. Oh my gosh, the circle of life. Beautiful, sweetie. Mm. Welcome. I'm Reverend Debbie McDonald. It's my joy to welcome you here today. So good to see you. There's that sweet little voice. I was here. Beautiful. Beautiful. If you are here for the first time, please know that you are especially welcomed. We honor all paths to God. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you're welcome here. And we do have some welcome packages, um, and they're in the, on the table as you come right into the double doors there. Pick one up, take it with you, take it home, read it over, learn a little bit more about us. Or better yet, stay after and have some coffee and tea with us. We'd love to get to know you a little bit better. Welcome. Welcome. Today is a special day. It's not only our Pledge Sunday, but it's also Veterans Day. And I always like to take a moment to honor all those that have served our country. If you're here and that you've served in any way, would you please stand? Thank you. We bless you. We bless you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your love. Thank you for standing for our freedom. So grateful. So grateful for what you've done. So we're moving along this year. We're moving along with 100 years of science of mind. Here we are. We're into November, so we've just got December left. And this month we are talking about prosperity, abundance, and wealth. Prosperity, abundance, and wealth. So we have a couple more weeks of that after today. But today's talk title is Thriving is Giving and Giving is Thriving. Thriving is giving and giving is thriving, which as you know is our campaign that we're doing. We're in the third week of our campaign. Last week, next week will be the last week. We have our beautiful logo created by Reverend Megan, and uh, that's, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Thriving is giving and giving is thriving. Circle of life. The circle of life, right? Life is a circle. Giving and receiving opposite sides of the same coin. You can't have one without the other. They're interconnected. They're interconnected. Ernest Holmes says in uh, the essay for today, which is Getting and Giving in the Science of Mind book, everything moves in a circle. Everything bends back on itself. As a man sows, so shall he reap. And so must he reap until he sows differently. Right? Yes, yes. Deepak Chopra says the universe operates through dynamic exchange. Giving and receiving are different aspects of energy in the universe. Giving and receiving are physically and spiritually bound together. They work together. They don't work separately. As we breathe out, we send out carbon dioxide, which the plants need. The plants take it in and they send out oxygen in which we need. We're connected. Everything in this world is circular if you take a moment to look at it. There is no one without the other. As it goes out, it must come back in. The tide goes out and comes in. The moon goes full and, and wanes and goes back again. The seasons rotate. They're circular. Everything goes around. You know, but are we breathing ourselves? You know, as the oxygen is, is given out from the plants, are, are we doing the breathing? Or what is it that is breathing us? What is it that's breathing us? Spirit is breathing us. No, we no more could breathe ourselves, right? It's spirit within. 
Ernest Holmes says, God is life and life gives itself to us. It does not give some of itself, it gives all of itself. But the gift without a receiver cannot complete itself in an individual life. So not only do we need to give out, we need to be open to receive. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the law of receiving, you know, which is a little bit different. We talk about the law of giving a lot. But since they are connected, we can't really talk about one without the other. So we're going to take a look at this law of receiving. Receiving is as important as giving. Uh, that's on page 348 of our Science of Mind text. And oftentimes we focus only on the giving. We don't really think about the receiving part of it. The ability to receive is just as important to living an abundant life. I'm going to invite you to practice receiving generously. You know, whether it's a compliment, you know, just say thank you. If somebody offers to pay for the meal, receive it. Gener gratefully, openly, without, oh, no, 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 or this old thing, or, oh, you know, we have those reasons that we can't receive the compliment, we can't receive the gift, we can't receive the offering. And some of these habits are, are ingrained in us. They come from our family of origin. Perhaps we weren't raised in a family that we learned to um, receive generously. Rejecting generosity may be a habit ingrained in us from childhood. Old habits are hard to break. You know, there's a story of um, some nuns that lived in a convent, and they lived up on the fourth floor of the convent, and one day their fire broke out fire broke out in the convent, and the nuns were praying for divine intervention. How could they get out of this situation? And one of the nuns had a moment of inspiration. She said, I know, we'll take off our, our robes, and we'll tie them together, and we'll climb down um, the, through the window. And that's what they did. And later on, they were talking to a news reporter, and the news reporter said, weren't you worried that the rope you made was going to break? And one of the nuns said, oh no, old habits are hard to break. <laughs> old habits are hard to break. And they are, isn't that the truth? We have things that we just do automatically, you know, without uh, thinking about it. It's impossible for you to receive that which your mind refuses to accept. Ernest Holmes in this uh, Thoughts Are Things. If you desire to receive more, you need to consciously develop the ability to mentally encompass it. You make your life mean little and limit its possibilities when you refuse to accept the whole gift of God. Right? Open up to receive. Open up to receive. Joyously. Abundantly. Take it in. There's two brothers, and they shared the family farm together, and they shared it equally. They shared the profit, they shared all the produce, everything that they produced equally. And one brother was married and had a wife and two children, and the other brother was single. And um, one night, the uh, single brother thought to himself, you know, he said, it's not right that we share everything 50-50. My brother, he has a wife, and he has two children that he needs to feed. I'm just me. I'm, it's only myself. So he decided he would go in the night, and he took a big bag of his grain, and he put it over into his brother's bin. And the other brother, about the same time, thought, you know, it's not right that, I, that we share this equally. I have 
my wife and my children, and they'll take care of me for years to come, and we have each other. My brother, he has nobody. He's alone. So in the middle of the night, he would take a big bag of grain and put it over into his brother's bin. And this went on for some while. And one dark night, they bumped into each other. And they both saw what the other was doing. And they embraced. And they embraced. Giving and receiving. Openly, graciously. Mm. Until we can receive with an open heart, we never, we're never really giving with an open heart. Let me say that again. Until we can receive with an open heart, we're never really giving with an open heart. When we attach judgment to receiving help, we knowingly or unknowingly attach judgment to giving help. It's Brene Brown, the gift of imperfection. Holloway, Raymond Hollowell, in his book, Working with the Law, we've been talking a lot about that, has a chapter on the law of receiving. He has a whole chapter on the law of receiving. You know, and as I've been reading this book, it's really made me start thinking about the whole prosperity consciousness a little bit differently. Because I've really never thought that much about receiving. He says, some folks may consider this law as a two-way law. That is, half the time you should be busy giving, and the other half of the time you should be receiving. Right? Same sides, different sides of the same coin. Deepak Chopra in his book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, which was a really fun one to read in conjunction with Hollowell's book, because Hollowell's book is kind of like that vintage jewelry that you're talking about, and Deepak just makes sense, right? You just read it and it just makes sense. But he says, uh, in The Seven Spiritual Laws, he talks about the law of giving. And he also says this law should just be called the law of giving and receiving. The same. He says, practicing the law of giving is actually very simple. If you want joy, give joy to others. If you want love, learn to love. If you want attention and appreciation, learn to give attention and appreciation. If you want material affluence, help others to become materially affluent. That was a little bit new twist for me. Help others to become materially affluent. Affluence comes from the Latin word affluere, which means to flow. And affluence means to flow in abundance, right? And another word that we use for money is currency, right? It's an energy, it's a currency, right? And it's about circulating, it's about circulation, right? We circulate our money, we circulate the energy. Everything in the world is energy, Right? No more would we cut off the circulation of the blood in our veins than we would want to cut off the circulation of our good. So as we move into this place of reciprocity, as we give, as we receive, and we think of it as this whole circular thing, right? I think of one of those big paddle wheels that generates, you know, the energy and it's going around and it's picking up the water and it's going around and it's going back in. That circular motion, that circular motion in our life. The law of giving. I often hear people say, yeah, but Reverend Debbie, I give, but nothing seems to happen. I've been giving. I'm not getting. What's going on, right? And what I want to say to you is there's a right way and a wrong way to give. There's a careless, impulsive giving, and there's careful, scientific giving. 
Holloway, he says uh, in his book, many have found tithing a successful form of giving, but the questioning mind wonders, I know I do, why would tithing be more potent than any other form of giving? It is more potent because you touch the law of giving and receiving in a definite, orderly, and systematic way. You establish a methodical plan of giving which creates a steady flow of reciprocal good to be received. When one's method of giving is sporadic and occasional, one's reception of good is irregular and uncertain. Mm -hmm. Deepak goes on to say, if you want to be blessed with all good things in life, learn to silently bless everyone with all the good things in life. Even the thought of giving, Deepak says, a blessing or a simple prayer has the, bless, has the power to affect others. There's a man, I believe his name is Ron Fox, and he tells a story of uh, how he, every waitress or wait person that he meets, he asks them if they would like to double their tips in a short amount of time. And of course, most of them want to, right? They say yes, and he says, okay, what you need to do is this. You need to start writing down what you receive every day in your gratuities. But what I want you to do, and we're going to report back to me in two or three weeks. He always follows up, you know, to make sure. And he has never once had this fail. He says, what I want you to do is before you approach the table, before you approach the customer, I want you to silently bless them in your mind. I want you to silently bless them. And by this very practice of silently blessing, they see their good coming to them. They see their good accelerated. The best way to put the law of giving into operation is to start the whole, the best way to start the whole process of circulation is to make a decision that any time you come in contact with anything, anybody, you will give them something. Now, it doesn't have to be in the form of a material thing, right? You give them a blessing. You give them a prayer. You bring a single flower. Start the law working by bringing that gift to everyone you meet. A smile. Right? A word of encouragement. A compliment. There's so many things that we can give that have no uh, monetary attachment to them. So practice. Practice doing that. Uh, make a decision to give wherever you go, to whomever you see. And as long as you are giving, you will be receiving. You'll be receiving. Put the law of giving and receiving into effect by making this commitment. I ask you to make this commitment. Number one, wherever I go, I will bring a gift, a compliment, a flower, a prayer, wherever I go. Number two, I will be grateful, I will gratefully receive all the gifts that life has to offer me. The gifts of nature, the sunlight, the sound of the birds, the flowers, to pay attention to what is coming your way. And number three, I will make a commitment to keep wealth circulating in my life by giving and receiving. This week I encourage you to notice all that's being offered to you and meet it with openness and gratitude. Practice giving to everyone you meet. Keep yourself in the flow of divine circulation. God bless you. I want for you to thrive. So glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you.